Show is brought to you by Health Plans, your Medicare plans, insurance solutions, and resource agency. We have a variety of plans and products that fit your needs, benefit requirements, and budget. With many low or no-cost premium plans, zero co-pays, and much more. Our licensed benefits advisor's priority is your health and well-being. Call us today and book your no-obligation consultation. 1-929-367-5269. Coming up next is Double Impact. Well, hi, everyone. I'm John C. Morley, one of the co-hosts here at um, our show that we're now in our ninth episode. And I'm with my other co-host. Eric and Age. And together we are... Double Impact, Double man. Impact, baby. Yes. Number nine. Can you believe we're going to be turning the Big Ten next week? <laughs> Small I'm going to break out the bubbly, I got to tell you. <laughs> well, which one? We got to pick one. <laughs> uh, I like the Proseccos, to be honest with you. All right. All right. I, I, listen, I'll let that, you know, be your choice. You pick and I'll just, I'll be with you. How about that? <laughs> Sounds good to me. All right. All right. So, uh, da, 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 da. you so guys know the... we're totally unscripted. There's nothing up my sleeve, nothing in my shirt pockets, nothing. We didn't script. We didn't talk about anything. We just knew that we were coming here at seven o'clock live tonight. That's it. And we did promise that last time, right? We said that yes, we, we were testing it. This will be our first live direct, uh, not pre not pre-recorded. So, so going forward, this is going to be the way to do this. So now we can't make any mistakes. <laughs> well, no, I mean, this, this is the whole idea. This is but not about mistakes. We're human. We can make mistakes. And absolutely. Maybe, absolutely. Maybe, Maybe let's talk about that because people are so <laughs> tight about that stuff, right? You know, like, oh, my God, why I said it wrong it's, because people are going to judge it's me. It's live. You know, uh, if you say something wrong, no one's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, the show must go on. I, I've been doing live for many years. In fact, when I was doing radio many years ago um, and when I got on my first live, I was like, oh, my gosh. I remember doing my first cable show for OBC or Riccio Broadcasting uh, Cable back when I was in uh, – I think it was actually when I was in uh, grammar school and uh, some of high school. And it was a little bit daunting when I got behind the camera and I had to learn two interesting words, truck and pan. <laughs> so pan has to do with the camera. But if the, if the director said that they wanted you to pan left, so pan the camera left, that meant that you needed to go right. If they said pan right, you needed to go left. So you're probably saying, why the heck didn't they just say what they meant? No, because what they were doing <laughs> is they were directing the camera what to do, and you had to make the camera do what they needed. Then there was something called truck. Okay. So truck, which we didn't use that often, was a way of moving. So you would truck back and truck forward. That was pretty straightforward. Uh, no pun intended. You basically how you would move the entire apparatus, that whole camera closer to the set. They wouldn't say move close. They would say truck up, truk back. Lingo, lingo, man. That's the jargon, right? That's the it, business. It was thing. The jargon, but the point was that the first time we went live, 
and I was behind the camera, like, okay, we're going live. I'm like, okay, so like, be careful, be careful. Here, we're live, we're live, we're live. What, what are you doing? What are you doing for him? Uh, we're fine. Just, just watch what you're doing. We're live right now, buddy. We're live. Like, I know. Chill. Just chill. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, again, we, we, you do live, I do live, and uh, you know, there is a level of, I guess, just. A bit of anxiety before you get started, at least in the first days when you first start these things. No it's, more, no it, more, HH. Well, well, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess we pros at this now. Is that what it is? <laughs> you know, just point. Where's the camera? Where's the camera? Where's the mic? Let me just have that. That's I love it. <laughs> those people that come on, and we'll get them sometimes. Hope we don't have any tonight. They come on and they they don't have nice things to say, and they they have uh, comments that are unsuitable for work. So I yeah. usually take them. I don't broadcast their comments, and I usually say, you know, we have some people here that um, think they know a lot and they think it's fun that they can actually put these X-rated absurdities, obscenities into our show. And isn't that just terrible? How many of you guys think that's terrible? So I'd ask a question. I'm like, don't we just wish they would go away? I wish their feed would just drop. You know, they were just going to block them. And so, you know, I just make a game out of it, but I don't get excited about it. I'm like, you know, we're live here. So if these jokers want to come here, I'm just going to expose them for everything they got. Well, you know, that's funny because if someone goes live, it's on both of us, right? And Yes. And you know what? You come on TV, you come on radio. I mean, uh, we got a right <laughs> to, uh, you, you're not home right now, so we can we can get funny with you. Uh, now, that's not the purpose. I mean, uh, the first thing is, you know, understanding what we do here. I mean, this show is the, the, the word double impact or two words, actually. <laughs> I wouldn't make the mistake that happened today on the news. I think. <laughs> so, so I'm not going any further there. <laughs> So it is two words, double impact, and it means what it means. Uh, it's it's really the two of us impacting, you know, uh, double times, you know, and 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 really have different angles. I mean, John has so much experience uh, in a lot of areas and businesses and things, and I got some as well. And and we're you know kind of putting it together as as this this nice little power uh, house discussion. And it's not about us; it's really about you know about you. things that. <laughs> it's about exactly it's about you and it's about things that can potentially help you and maybe you pick one item two items and we keep repeating this all the time but that's really like anything else right you you know you read a book and you pick a couple of things from that book and then you apply them in life it's more about applying application is key and that's really what this is now now we we talked about a lot of things in over the last nine you know episodes Well, right? this is nine eight episodes so this is the ninth <laughs> one <laughs> you know and i guess we're going to talk some more today but but you just said something about you know uh the mistakes people are always tight about making a mistake or like you know oh my god you know we know public speaking right or it is mm -hmm. one of the most feared things right and and the reason that's happening is because people are always anxious what people are gonna think how do i look are they gonna criticize me blah 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 blah, and all the above and that's really the first you know thing that people are thinking before you go and you get that whole you know like you know, you're shivering you're, tight. you're very tight and you know what because again you are thinking about what people can think about you and what my why that I think that should still be a good thing to to have, meaning that you're you you are appearing in front of people, you are talking to people, and should be a level of respect and, and and have a certain presence. But that doesn't mean you have to be fearful of who you are. I mean, you got to get in the mode, you know, and 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 emotion, and just let it be. Uh, I you know when I I used to teach a lot of classes and training, and you you go into these trainings, right? You got a bunch of people in a classroom that you don't know. <laughs> you just stand by them and, you know, so you break the ice, you get involved with them, you get excited about, you know, for like 10 minutes, we're just bullshitting, if you want to call it that way, and just talking about different things. 
this way there's a good you know uh interaction you get a little bit comfortable with them they get comfortable with you and then you get mm -hmm. to know each one of them if potentially or some of them uh you're throwing some questions at them and and you get excited about this so you get all that that out of the way and it works uh mm -hmm. you know again that works in trainings and meetings as well i mean we you hear in, in like a lot of places they do like these ice breaking you know type of exercises before you get started in those orientations meetings trainings you name it right uh and it just gets people going and that's that's a that's an element that that should always be a part of you know when you are talking to people um you know, some people say, well, if you're going to speak, you need to have like, um, what do you call it? Some sort of, you know, script in front of you. Right. And, uh, you know, that's, that might be the case. Some people actually have that written and usually they have a teleprompter or something and they can read, uh, you see them in galas, you see them in meetings, you know, executives do that. Uh, you know, I personally do not prefer that. I don't know about you, John. I don't, I don't like it either. Yeah. I like, you know, give me what we're going to talk about, you know, and it has to come from the heart. And it has to be, Absolutely. you know, because because when you read through it, you, I can make it emotional. I can do all that stuff and pose and get all excited and, and up and down in, in, in the, the voice and the tone. But it's not the same that, you know, the idea. Now, of course, you need bullets, you need guidelines, if, especially sure. if you talk about different topics. Same thing with the PowerPoints. And we can talk about that, too. I mean, I, you know, this this whole thing about PowerPoints has been like very crazy before <laughs> for many years. Right. You know, you make a mistake in a bullet and a PowerPoint and people look at you like you have three heads. It's a PowerPoint, you know. It's a tool. Chill. It's a tool, chill. exactly. I am making the point. <laughs> so, you know, and this is just giving me power over those points, right? So just a joke. But, but oh, you know, you, 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 you forgot the sound on the last one. Well, I intentionally left the sound off on the last one. Oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, you know, like, you know, oh, well, you do a whole PowerPoint, you worked there you know, for days, whatever, and then for what? You know, you're just going to talk about it, right? So you can literally have them in bullets without having a PowerPoint. It just looks nice and exciting. Did, did and you, you even pay attention to my presentation? All you'd be concerned about is the dots and this and that. But did you even listen to the content? That's that's the problem. And, you know, they, they look at the font. Oh, we don't like the font. Maybe you should have moved, you know, use this font. It's better. You know, uh, that's for the artists. I don't like they the color doesn't like the background you used either. Well, listen, if you come, that graphic. <laughs> I know. Don't I hate <laughs> when that happens? And you know, some people go really crazy about that stuff. I mean, they're so meticulous about it. Like, oh my god, it's like something's off. You know, chill, relax. You know, powerpoints don't. You know, then they don't make the business. They're well, just I a vehicle. Afterwards, I say, look, I said, look, I said. Um, so for those of you that are here to actually. Um, you know, gain knowledge from my presentation. Fantastic. For those of you that want to dissect the PowerPoint, I'll be crackling uh, a bottle of whiskey afterwards and we can sit down and get hard about what's wrong with the PowerPoint. Okay. But for those of you that want to learn, let's talk about why we're here. I love it. What, but that, that, so that's another, there's another thing, right? So you have a PowerPoint. That means you're presenting some elements, right? Some, some topics yes. or discussion, you know, uh, you know, bullets. Yeah. Yep, but now yep, yep. if I just read those bullets, What's the point, right? I mean, the idea, those are like, you're just headlines. You know, this is what I'm going to talk about. They're, they're, they're guides. Markers, right? Exactly. I mean, you read every exit sign on the parkway. No, you kind of get a gauge for, okay, we're in the twenties. We're in the one fifties. Well, I better slow down. I'm almost at my exit, right? You don't watch every number. You hope they're in order, except there was one place I went to where the exits were actually out of order Four or five of them because they renumbered them. In a weird way. <laughs> I've I've seen those before. <laughs> I'm like, how did 60 get had the had the how did we get now there's an A, a B, and a C? Where'd that come from? Like that wasn't in the GPS. 
Are, are you talking about the Garden State? Yes, the Garden State. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember. I, I remember those. Uh, you know, like what happened to those ones? But but again, especially in the nineties when it down the shore around the ninety nine two thousand A, a B, and a C to really screw you. But yeah. we're talking <laughs> about information. You know, um, we give you the information, like we always say. We know we can lead you to it, but we can't make you drink. And, you know, it's very similar to a buffet, a very uh, locale buffet, where you can actually go or at a cocktail hour and decide which appetizers do you want to try. Do you want the filet mignon? Uh, would you like mm. the salmon? Uh, perhaps maybe some brie cheese or maybe some gouda or maybe some caviar. What would you like? <laughs> you know, John, first of all, you know, I got to stop with the food because it is dinner time and we're going to lose people here. So <laughs> I had dinner later too. I didn't eat dinner either. I had lunch later before. I didn't have dinner either. So. <laughs> uh, all right. No worries. No worries. But, but again, I mean, again, we're talking about just some of the, the elements, right? I mean, presenting, uh, you know, uh, techniques or tactics, uh, also like the tools that you use and why would you use them and how do you use them? But some people really get, you know, very, you know, tight about those things and they're so in the, in the you know, they say the, the, the devil's in the details, whatever the expression goes, but, but a PowerPoint does not make the presentation. It is, I, no. I remember one of my mentors actually literally hated it. He would put literally, you know, even on emails, like the why, the, the when, and the, the, like three things and you get a subject line in, that's about it. And so that's it. So we don't have to like go crazy and then not see everybody. And we do, I want to bring something to the topic today that I think we, we're going to have some fun with which is cooperation and collaboration as well Absolutely. as, you know, working with other folks in a business entity or, you know, clients and, 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 and companies that work with you. But again, so, so again, just to get the idea of this PowerPoint business out, you know, so, so you see, you see it a lot in, in grammatic, you know, you know, grammatical stuff, errors, whatever people get excited, tight about it. Uh, people judge you. Uh, for Grammarly, you'll be very pleased that you did. Oh, I have. I, I, I use Grammarly all the time and it helps <laughs> tremendously. You're in one of those top two. I always get those things like, you know, you're in the top 98%. You wrote this many words. Congratulations. And, uh, and I made this new kick right now that I've been pushing myself because I've been out of it in a while to start writing more thousand word articles at least a couple times a week because I nice. love writing. Well, again, that's the other thing. I mean, not everybody is a writer. And if you are, congrats. That's, there's nothing wrong with that. We love that. Uh, you know, just keep writing. I mean, that's the other thing. Not everybody writes every day, right? That's the other part. Some people are, you know, literature, you know, pays and they can do that. And they love to write, you know, in a very eloquent way. And some people have simple words. And sometimes you, it depends on the crowd, too. You know, you can lose people if you were too complex in your discussion. Absolutely. And your words. You got to tell your story, HH, you know whether you're a baker or a chef, whether and I do a lot of these things, whether you write uh, or whether you sing, how is it that you want to convey your story to the world? Well, <laughs> in a very smooth way, I would say. <laughs> smooth, accurate, and and deliver. I mean, at the end of the day, is, is, are the people taking that information? Are they absorbing it? Because I can, you know, you what, I, sometimes in the movies, you see this all the time. Can you dumb me down a little bit? Because... Talk to me in lame terms. I don't want to be like talking some technical, especially if you are explaining something that may be completely gibberish to somebody who is not clear about it. So you want to like explain to them what that means. Uh, right. Sometimes it's telling going around the bush, it doesn't help. And right. uh, we tend to always do that. Sometimes as, as humans, you tend to have a discussion. You keep going and going around instead of going to the point. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. It depends on the discussion. If it's an right. open discussion, why not? 
If it's a precise, listen, we're going to do this, step one, step two, step three, here's what we're going to do. Here's what your tasks are. This is this, that, the other, and that's it. Over. <laughs> but some people are not looking to digest the food in that manner. Like some people just want bullet points. Other people want a dissertation. So I think mm -hmm. it depends on the person and their purpose for wanting to listen. If somebody's coming to get information, they're obviously not looking for a book from us. They're looking for nuggets. They're looking for pieces of uh, things that they couldn't find, gems that they can literally maybe polish a little bit or turn those, uh, let's say, those uh, raw pieces into diamonds. I like that. But, but again, you know, some people do want to have a visual. Yes. Of what you're covering. So, so it's good to have visual. There's nothing wrong with that. Aids, you know, are always, you know, uh, welcome in, in a presentation or talk, whatever the case may be. But again, there should be the guide because, you know, uh, people get bored. And if you just read in and read in and read in, people are just kind of fall asleep and they just like, whoops, it's all gone. Well, you got You got to engage your audience and you have to realize one other thing. And that is some people want to hear it. Some people want to see it. Some people want to feel it and experience it. So you have to make sure that when you're giving a presentation, whether this is to a, a, a team of Yale experts or whether it's to a business people or just your friends or colleagues, you have to make sure that your message is going to be received by everyone. So you have to diversify you know, Diversify yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Well, you again, you have to double with the three and be able to do all of the above because that's the best way to do it. But but uh, what I found always interesting is that if you interact, mm -hmm. and, engage and, them, and, engage exactly, them, and engage with them and get them in the conversation, you know, a little bit of questions, a little bit of like you know, like what do you think, you know, and so on and so forth. Get input and back, you know, and that that gets it a little bit more excitement. And I think everybody absorbed by by default because you almost a part of the discussion and they're, you they're remember curious. those. They want to hear what's going on. Like when somebody gets me up, you know, and you do like a, a a business card pitch. I don't do a pitch. I start. You know what I start off doing when I get up? I'm like, <laughs> let me ask you a question. How many of you, and they're waiting for me to do this whole thing. I was like, so you have that issue too. And what happens when this happens? And what happens when that happens? Was it? Yeah. And, and then you're really frustrated. I use the typical one with tech all the time. How many of you out there have ever bought a piece of technology and been frustrated when it fails? <laughs> I yeah. Guess. Okay, Double hands. And how many of you actually have to pick up that phone? and call the service department to come over and fix it. And then you're so disappointed when they tell you they can't get there till tomorrow or next week. And then when they come over, they actually don't fix anything. They wind up breaking it worse than what you already have. You have a bill, you're more aggravated, and you don't know where to go. I'm sure that never happens to any of you. And that's why it just makes sense to actually deal with a company like our da, 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 da. And I know you're going to reach out to us today because you're tired of what's been happening in the past. And so I find that when you start a premise with a question and you keep the questions open-ended, people are like, what were you talking about? Oh, you don't want to learn. No, no, I'm interested. And I think that's a very interesting way. Uh, I had a gentleman today. I was on the phone with somebody. At the end of the call, he said to me, uh, John, let me let me just ask you a question before we go. And I knew what he was going to do. I was already prepared. Uh, so um, how are you doing uh, with your merchant processing? We're all good. Really? We're great. 
Okay, then I'll let you go. You see, it was fun. I knew where he was going because he tried to stick it in right in the conversation rather than during the call trying to learn a little about it. He said, well, let me just ask you a question. And that's a really bad thing to do because you know they're going for the jugular. They didn't <laughs> care about my merchant card processing. Let me just see if we can get that on the table. No. No. Salesy, huh? <laughs> yeah, very salesy. Very salesy. So when you're looking to change, actually, we're not looking to change till June. Oh, well, why? Well, you see, the buddy I play golf with actually got me hooked up 20 years ago, and I've been really happy with him. He played good golf, and he has me the best merchant rates. Oh, well, what are your rates? I said, they're so low, I'd be embarrassed to share them with you. <laughs> oh, Ooh. I mean, th those are some tough objections. I mean, you throw in some real <laughs> monkey wrench in there. They're, they're just going to get lost and they're coming back and they're like, okay, this is not happening. I want to be polite with people, but at the same token, I want to let them know that I'm not open for discussion in that area, right? I'm not, I'm not open for that. And I try to do it in a polite way. Like if you're not looking to buy a new car, well, please don't ask me if I want a new car. Please don't tell me about all the new features on the new Porsche, the new this and new that. I'm not interested right now. If I am, I'll come back to you. So then he prefaces the end of the call. Okay, so I see you're not interested. You're correct. Okay, well, um, listen, I know we're supposed to get together for lunch to talk about something else. But you could just tell me if something does come up in those areas before our two weeks, would you reach out to me? Because I would definitely like to handle that area of business. I said, it, it, nothing's going to come up in the two weeks. Don't worry. Okay, but if it is, just make sure you email me. Yo, dude, you are such a tough customer, man. <laughs> I'm not bad. I just, you understand what I'm saying? It's like, you know, I don't want to be sold. You don't want to be sold, right? We want to get value. So he says to me, what do you do for your clients? I said, well, I produce over 500 videos a month for free. And I get out education. And I produce, I'm involved with three shows, IFYL, Jamewear Tech Talk, uh, Double Impact. I'm about sharing information. I was on the phone today with a large media advertising agency. Tell me, oh my gosh, you're great what you do. Yeah, I really believe in what you do. And told him how I got started, how I fired one of the largest companies. And he says, you know, I, I embrace everything you do. He says, you really understand social media. I said, yes, I do. So he wasn't going to try to pitch me. But he's like, um, so what is it you're not doing? I said, nothing. Wow. And he's like, do you tie everything? And I said, yes. I said, I even started writing articles now a couple times a week. Because I knew one of the things we always talk about is SWAT. Strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And you know what one of my weaknesses was? I was being too lazy and not writing articles. But when I started writing articles and I started putting that picture in there, like one I, I wrote was, um, bad actors are after your data. And I have this college kid with his tie like. <laughs> I had another one. Do you know how to network or do you just show up and come for the free food? Like, do you have a plan when you go to a network? Do you know why you're there? People don't just go there to get business. They might go there to get talent for their business. Why do you go to a networking event and what's your plan? And what do you do when somebody keeps talking to you for five minutes? When you want to move on to somebody else, how do you politely say to that person, I had enough of you, but in a nice way. So here's how I do it. I say, um, you know, I really want to get to talk to some other people in the room. I'm enjoying our conversation, but there's a lot of other people I want to talk with. 
And before I do that, would it be okay if we exchange business cards so we could keep in touch? Now, notice I did two things. One, I politely interrupt the conversation to let them know that there's other important people that I would like to get to know. And would it be okay if we exchange business cards? You see, a lot of people today, and you probably can agree with me, they just throw these things at you, right? They don't <laughs> ask, hey, take a business card. They're, they're five cents. They're no, I don't want your business card. I want you. I want to know what you do. I want to learn about you, not your business card. Well, you know, I, that's, you know, you, you're touching on a lot of <laughs> very super stuff. We, I touch on too many things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, I mean, we can, again, this is all tied to the same discussion. I mean, we're talking about presentations. Is it? About, okay. <laughs> you know, yeah, I think it can, we can tie it all up. So, because so, this is all about business, right? I mean, and these are all the things that we do. I mean, you present, you yes. talk, and how you, yes. how you connect, yes. how you pitch. I mean, we're also in business and sales. I mean, if you're in business, you're in sales, right? And uh, part of sales is pitching, how to do it, when to do it, understand your customers, how to approach them correctly. And to your point, a lot of people come about it the wrong way. They just hit you and they pitch you and they just like blah, 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 you know, and that's not necessarily like to your point, you want value, but to get value, you also want to establish the needs of these people. You're not going to sell them something. People buy when they want to buy. They buy when they have already established their need and they have, they know what they want. And they have a problem. Yes. And you're resolving. So people don't buy unless they have a problem. The big thing I talked about a few weeks ago was we have to attract, we have to engage, and we have to delight. Okay, that, that's one thing. But before we can do those three things, we have to understand the buyer's journey. Okay? Yep. And the buyer's journey is where most people in business, they go wrong. All right? So real quickly, not to give you a whole dissertation on this, there are three stages to the buyer's journey. And you can't go to the track, engage, and delight, which is part of the process until you understand the buyer's journey. So first thing you have to realize is the person or prospect has to become aware of the problem. Now, you don't show up yet. They have to become aware of it. You don't even appear. You shouldn't even be near them. They have to do a self-discovery. When they become aware, then maybe they start seeing some of your interesting content about a problem. And now they start to consider solutions for the problem that they realize they have. For example, um, you have somebody that doesn't want to go up and down stairs anymore, right? They live in this huge mansion. They can't go up and down stairs. What do they need? They need a stair climber. They need an elevator. But you don't sell them an elevator. Start looking for, so now you know there's an issue. So what do I do? buy another house? Do I buy one with an elevator or do I get an elevator for the house that I already love? So now that I kind of understand that market, I can start saying, gee, well, you know, people of all ages, you know, want to climb multiple floors and they just can't because of what they do during the day. And this is why it makes sense to look at an elevator that actually will bring you years and years of benefit. Now, I don't sell elevators. Um, so now they're considering. They're considering it. And then they make the decision. But if you don't get them down that path road first, or if you show up while they're trying to become aware, they're like, go away. I don't even know I need an elevator. Go away. I just want to go up my stairs. Go away. When 
they are at the stage of consideration. That's when you need to start getting your meaningful and purposeful content out there to educate them about solutions, not to sell them, but to educate about the problem and that there's a solution for it. And then when they want to learn more, they click on a link, they call a phone number, they're in the consideration stage. That's when you come to them and say, hey, Mr. Prospect, uh, what brought you to us? Oh, I saw your YouTube video or I saw your explainer video on affordable elevators that I can buy in less than three years with only $1,000 down. And I wanted to learn more. Well, thank you so much for calling today. You know, it is always a pleasure to speak with people. And it really moves me when our company is able to help people live a better life and get around without being dependent on others. So we're all about independence. <laughs> and I know that you want to keep yours for at least 100 years more, right, sir? You see how I just kind of fell right into your trap? He's already asking to buy. And I'm just talking to him about his independence. And and, and again, you're highlighting exactly the what should be done versus what's being done. Uh, because what's being done is usually is just pitching again. I got an elevator. It's only $19.99. Exactly. Get it installed for you. You know you need the elevator, Grandpa. I'm going to put it in for you, and I'm going to give it to you for 30 days free interest. Let's go ahead and sign it, okay? You're not going to live too much long. Like, they're rude. <laughs> they're rude. Well, well that's, they're straight to the kill, and that's not that's not really the best way to sell. And and unfortunately, there's a lot of people that make that mistake in this. this. Listen, I mean, I been in sales 30 years and uh that's all i know and I, I i love it and i do a lot of sales trainings and and this is exactly the part where we struggle in training because you want to make sure people understand how to do this that's the biggest part about anything but, but, but eric i i actually don't sell and i, I know agreed i don't sell i actually have conversations with people about their problems well uh, agreed. and i see if there's a way that there might be a solution that could help them well you said it you said the keyword educate you know, yes. you're educating them, you know, you're educating them, you put in that value against their need and their want and their needs specifically and their what what's what it means to them, how it's going to change their life. And you keep it there. The rest is done. They already that, pitched. That's, they already, that's yeah. important. I remember getting out of college and I knew that I wanted a Xerox copier in the business. Now, first I bought a Canon, one of these inexpensive sharp machines. I think it was like at the time, I think it was, I forget what it was, but it was only going to cost me like $19.99 a month for two years. I said, wow, this is a no-brainer. We're a new business. This is perfect. It only did single-side copies. It was only black and white, but I wanted that Xerox machine. Now, I knew that Xerox was $20,000, $30,000 for a black and white fax color copier MFC machine, scanner, everything. And so I did what any person would do. You call the 800 number and you get railroaded into some questions. And then they send out a sales rep. At least that's what mm -hmm. they call them. Mm -hmm. The kid comes to me driving um, maybe a two-month-old uh, BMW. So I already saw him. I spied him out. I said, I know what this guy's after. He's going to be hard for the kill. <laughs> and he knows that I want this print. I'm not going to let on that I want this print. I'm going to let him know that there's plenty of other printers. I'm just looking. I'm not going to tell him how much I like Xerox how much my family's had Xerox for years. I'm not going to tell them any of that. Comes in, 
she told us to tell me all I see with the numbers, and I said, um, really wish I could afford it. It's just out of my budget. Well, there's not much we can do. I said, you know what? Yeah, maybe I should look at other copiers, like Toshiba. Uh, maybe <laughs> I should look at Canon. Bows. Yeah, maybe I should look at them because, you know, they're a lot less money. Then I said, let me ask you a question. I immediately took the defense. I'm like, um, how long have you been with Xerox for? Oh, three months. So you just graduate. What, what, what school college did you go to? Oh, William Hill, very good school. Very nice new people graduate. Amazing. Uh, so what made you, and this, I got right into this, what made you want to become a salesperson? <laughs> he's like totally disarmed. He's like, what made you want to, uh, well, my grandfather, and I was going through the whole thing about his grandfather with a lawnmower, and he said he wanted to be that person. I said, yeah, that's amazing. I said, you want to do what's right for the person, don't you? Right? And if the person can't afford what they're offering, like if your grandfather couldn't buy that lawnmower, what do you think he would have done? Well, he would have been he would have been devastated. I know. So you always want to have something for everyone, even if they can't afford the Maserati. Uh huh. And I know you want to put a big commission check in your pocket. I know. Believe me, I know. I know the payments on that vehicle are not inexpensive. <laughs> so here's what I'm proposing today. I'd like to proceed with you, um, but my budget's only nineteen five. So all I have in my budget. So maybe we can trim some features off the machine and we can figure out what we need to do to get into my price point. He's looking at me, look at me. Well, uh, you know, I, I don't do me. He was getting this whole thing. I said, you know what? Sounds like you're pretty stubborn. And I can admire that. But I'm going to shake your hand. I'm going to thank you for your time. And here's where I'm going to show you the door. Is it what just happened? I said, I think I'm thanking you for your time and uh, time to go. To your next appointment. He was like, it was like he went through this like lucid dream. Like what the, what the happened there? I asked you for a concession. You didn't um, show that you were able to do that. So I'm just asking you to leave. Oh, he didn't even see it coming. Like I gave him the chance and he said, no, no, no. He's like, so I just let him out. And then uh, the sales rep calls from corporate. Says, whatever happened? I said, uh, funny thing. You got some great salespeople. You know, they're programmed at the 30 and the 50,000. I think that's great. But companies like us, see, we just don't have that in our budget. We only have 19,500. We don't have 22,000. So we're probably going to look at other copiers. So was the price was the only issue? Yeah. And I was willing to take a smaller machine or take things without features. But you guys, I guess, just don't have a machine for 19.5. Oh, well, we do. Of course we do. <laughs> well, he said you start the machines at like 20 and 30. Well, in this series, but we have another series. Well, I mean, I don't want to waste your time. But if you have a rep that wants to come out and talk to me about that machine, guy comes out talking to me about that machine. Strangely, talks about that machine. But now they're running a promotion this week. And mm. the machine I wanted was only $100 more this week. So the machine he was trying to sell me for $20,000, I got for $19,600. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> you know, John, it's funny. You talked about, you know, the pitch and, and how the discussion goes. And you, you pointed a couple cu couple of items. First of all, you mentioned somebody who's, who's brand new into the sales field. And, uh, you know, uh, the, 
I think I think the word sales person or salesman is is an old word and it's been used for a long time uh, traditionally. I mean, we ought to change that name these days to advisors and consultants because really we advise and that should be what we do, educate and advise more than anything else. The pitch itself is just educating people about what's what we have and what how that matches their needs and to your point the value that we have for them to resolve whatever problems they have. It's really what it is. But but you're right. People are, you know, sometimes motivated by commission. I mean, w- there is a statement that says commission is motivation. <laughs> and that was, that was something I've used for years, you know, uh, in, in especially to, to push sales. But 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 again, uh, you, so you have somebody new in sales. They have a target. They have a manager who's riding, <laughs> you know, very hard, you know, to get those yeah. numbers, you know, up there. And, uh, you know, ultimately they have also a, uh, a new car. You just said it. I mean, there's, there's some liability that they have to, to, to manage. Yeah. And there's, there's some overhead there and therefore they're going to be a little bit more on, on the aggressive side. And sometimes, you know, that's where the mistake is made in this world. And at least in, in our, you know, uh, type of business, you know, trends, the idea is that you don't do that. If you do it right and the, and, and you help the clients resolve their issues, everything else will fall in place. You will get the commissions. You get plenty of them. You get referrals. You get the whole night. So forget about that hard sale. Forget about like, you know, shooting to kill right away and get into it and try to close right away. You got to get, get all that stuff correctly, but you have to have the right timing, the right maneuver about it and, and be able to do it smoothly. People will have, they'll tell you, just, I want this. But if you come in the wrong way, it's not going to work. And that's unfortunately. And two weeks we'll later, after my machine was delivered, I said, how's Ryan doing? <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, the sales rep. Oh, he's no longer with Xerox. I, he's not with us anymore. Oh, was so, that you? <laughs> no, you no, did no, it. No, I think what happened was, you know, not just my situation, but I think other people might have complained. And I think, you know, when you're going dealing with a Fortune 500 company, they they don't have time to be sold. They want a spec. They want a value. They want a good price. They're not here. You start selling me. There's the door. See the door? There's a door. I got plenty of you. I can toss you out. I can get 100 copier salespeople. And and I think that's the whole thing. But I have to tell you, uh, I've gone through seven or eight sales copiers, copier guys. Uh, now that I'm in the production world, they're a little different. But when they come in, I tell them right now, I said, you see, here's the door. And I'm welcoming you in. But... If you do any of these things over here, I'm going to politely escort you back out that door and you'll stay out that door. And, and they don't get it because they think they're trying to help or they try to be like, well, you know, if we don't do it today, that's something's going to happen. What do you mean something's going to happen? Well, we're not going to be able to get you the deal. So I think that's the problem. I think if people would just do what they needed to do, they would actually help others. But there are so many people, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you this quick story. I'm not going to give you the person's name. So there was um, uh, it's a friend of mine, an acquaintance, I should say, not a friend, acquaintance of mine. And we had these meetings, and I said, um, and we had canceled one because we didn't have a big attendance one week with COVID. So I said to him, um, he said, well, what happened in the meeting? I said, well, I canceled because there wasn't a lot of people coming, and I didn't want to charge people because it was not a lot of people. And he goes, uh, that's when he calls you back. He says, so what are you doing? I said, you know. I always do things for other people. You know I do things for other people. So, oh, yeah, you're great. I said, I think maybe I need to start doing things for John. Because I'm always giving, not that I don't want to give, but I'm always giving 
And people seem to take advantage of that. And they're always out for themselves. He paused. Like, you know, they're busy. They're with their wives. They have to do things on the weekend. They're always busy doing something. Going to a game, Mets, Yankees. They're always busy. But when you, when they need you to do something, they're like wondering, when can you help me? Like, it's not a two-way street. So I said to him, you know, it kind of put a little bit of a wrench in my heart. The people are like this. You know what he did? He came back and he says, John, he said, it's a doggy dog world. He said, that's how it is. I said, yeah. I said, I, I, I see that. And I think I got to be a little more selective on who, why, and where I volunteer. We had another charity dinner. And I gave some money to the charity dinner to sponsor it. And I asked for one thing. Didn't ask for a lot. I gave a nice three sets of gifts, three gift certificates. And um, I met the person running the event, the head doctor, and I met the other people, the administrators. I said, just do me one favor. Oh, sure, John, what do you need? Just wondering if I could come before your office in the next couple of weeks, maybe a month, and meet with you and see if there's a need for any of the products or services my company's office. Would that be, oh, sure, John. Week goes by, nothing. Two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. I send an email. Hey, Mary, had a wonderful time at your event four weeks ago. I'm not sure if you remember we spoke, and I think you were going to follow up with me to see if you could get me a 10 or 15-minute um, uh, meeting with yourself and the doctor. Nothing. I call the office. About two weeks later. Oh, she's really busy. No problem. So I talked to the doctor's uh, husband. Always asked me to do different things. I said, um, listen, I know you're real busy with everything happening. I had asked your office manager if I could get a meeting. You remember I sponsored a help with that dinner like a month ago. I gave some money. You guys really appreciated that. I helped you out. Gave some gifts and stuff. I was just wondering if I could maybe get maybe a 10 or 15 minute meeting just to meet and see if there might be a synergy. You already use the services that I offer with other companies. I was just wondering if we might be able to do business since we already help each other. Would that be okay? Yeah, yeah, sure, John. Uh, let, let me talk with her and we'll get back to you. Two more weeks go by. Nothing. You know I'm not asking anymore. But you also know that when they come by and say, oh, John, we got this wine dinner. We got this charity dinner. <laughs> gonna be away that week or you know what i just checked um i'm all budgeted out for the year for charity events oh we well, you know it's a really good cause i know you know what happens i give to all these events and then unfortunately it doesn't really come back so i'm just tapped out right now oh oh okay yeah. oh i like that news dad that was good that was a nice <laughs> little, that was a nice little ah that was a side one <laughs> i felt i felt oh, that one a bit. you know <laughs> I think you have to be a little bit cognizant. Like I printed some bags for a group for a dinner tomorrow, like three, 400 bags. Didn't charge them a penny. I'll do this once. Hundred some business owners, I'll do it once. But I said to them, if I don't see some type of return, doesn't have to be the entire coverage of my bags, within two or three months, please don't ask me to print bags for you again for free. I'll give you a good price. But don't ask me to print them for free. And I think they get it. 
But I also believe that there's still people out there, HH, with their hand like this. Not like this to shake your hand. They're out like this, okay? And it's not for a mint, okay? And it's <laughs> not for a quarter, all right? It's out for how much blood can you give us? And that's not nice to say, but one of the things I've realized in being in business a lot of years is that, you know, we're all good business people. We all want to help. We want to give back to our community, which I think there's nothing wrong with. I think sometimes, though, we have to be a little selfish and realize that when you're doing all these things, what are you doing for yourself? Are you prioritizing things enough for yourself or are you always giving? Because what I've learned is if you're always giving and I'm not just talking about resources of money, I'm talking about time, I'm talking about effort. If you always give, 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 and I'm not saying not to give, okay? If you always give, you don't have anything left for yourself. How are you going to be able to give in the future? Well, well said. <laughs> you run out of funds. I mean, your business goes down to tubes and that's it. I Not mean, just funds, business. but also your time, your well, effort, yeah. your resources. It could be money, but even your time. So a ticket's 200 bucks. You go to a dinner and you get a dinner. Okay, fine. But now your time is worth something. And now Morgan. they say, oh, can you help us out with this charity event? Yeah, happy to help you out. But when somebody can't get back to you in two months, two months. Yeah, it's that not, says to me. That's, that's not good business. That says to me, I'm all for me. And we'll try to get back to you if we have a moment. So I'm just flipping that coin to saying, I'm all for you too. When I have a moment, my own stuff first, and if I get a free minute, I'll reach out. If I don't, then I guess I won't. But uh, you know, you know, one hand washes the other, right? I mean, this is this. You mentioned networking earlier, and it's yes. networking. It's about two way street. It's gotta. I worked with you today, help you today, whatever. But I, I do expect something in exchange, and the exchange could be in. in you, you connect me with someone that can help. You can give me another referral, whatever the case. And in general. And that's exactly right. And that happens a lot of times, you know, when you're meeting somebody, you're doing something, you want to see that synergy, right? Mm -hmm. But you don't necessarily know if it's there. So it might take a couple connections, a couple meetings to see sure. if that synergy really there. Because I think a lot of people are not out for the kill directly, but it's like their second motive. Like, okay, I'll be nice and graceful with you for one time and you didn't buy. Okay, now I'm down your throat. You know what I'm saying? Like, they'll be nice and cordial. Oh, well, did you have any need for paper products? No, I didn't. Well, you have a need? I'm telling you, I sell these. I sell them cheap, and you got to buy them for me because I bought your kids stinking raffle tickets. <laughs> oh, okay. Let me give it some thought. And you're really going to buy from some madman like that? No way in hell. <laughs> This gets me to another interesting topic that I've been talking about all week, and it's a very weird topic. Go for it. Truisms. All right. Truisms are used so many times in life. And I'll give you some examples. You might say, John, what the heck is a truism? Or an example of a truism. So first of all, let's talk about what a truism is. A truism is something that doesn't even really pay to mention because it probably isn't even true at all. 
if it is even. So an example of a truism is some things never change. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's pretty pretty vague. <laughs> I'm just giving you a very example. Some things never change. It is what it is. Patience is a virtue. Does success breed more success? It can, but it doesn't necessarily have to. Life isn't fair. This is one of my favorite ones. So if you say to yourself, life isn't fair, all right, I'm going to have a cry and a pity party, okay? And now you're going to make life worse because you're thriving on what we're thinking upon. The energy attracts to that. And so what people say to me, you know, I need to be lucky. So my truism is this, create your own luck. See, the bad thing about a true, the good th reason truisms that really belong with philosophy and poetry and authors, they're here to transform you from where you are now to where the author, a person wants you to be within seconds, and it doesn't take any effort. Like when I gave you that thing, money doesn't buy happiness, okay? The apple never falls far from the tree. The apple could far, fall far from the tree. It really just depends on... How big is a tree? <laughs> How big was the wind. tree? George Washington there. I mean, here's another one. Christopher Columbus discovered America. All right, let's let's what yeah, it's ideal that today happens to be the day, right? <laughs> he didn't discover America. Of course not. I mean, you can't discover land that's already got people in it, right? Vikings <laughs> discovered it 500 years ago. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, well, there is the history and there's the history that's being taught. That's another story. And there's, you know, we can always talk about how that's always shaped in a different way, depending on who wants what, right? Uh, interestingly. <laughs> Christopher Columbus had discovered certain little islands, okay? Right. Uh, he was known for his discovery of 1492, the discovery of New World of the Americas of the board, his ship of Santa Maria. But he did the, not. Yeah discover America. And so a truism is meant to transport you from where you are now to where the author wants you to be in seconds. And it doesn't take anything. If I said to you, it is what it is, or it is what it's not, you immediately gravitated toward that, whether you wanted to or not. Okay. Um, if we stop eating, we'll lose weight. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Gee whiz, that's good. I love it. <laughs> so if you stop eating, okay, you're not going to lose weight. You're actually going to gain weight. Okay. But I have another one. You know what this other one is? Um, so always. people that are married, I'm single, people that are married, they always say this is a true this is a truism. We always put the ring on the index finger of the left hand. Do you know why? No idea. I don't have one on, so <laughs> okay. Because it is the only I'm just listening. We always put the the wedding ring or the engagement ring on the index finger of the left hand because it's the only finger that has a vein connected to the heart. Now, that sounds very plausible, but sure. if you do some medical research, 
you'll see it's all crock a bull. Every finger has a vein, which means blood is carried to it. Every finger has an artery carried away from the heart, right? Vein toward the heart, artery away. So you see how you just, so we always put our ring on the, on the, uh, on the index finger of the left hand because it has a vein. The only, it's the only finger with the vein connected. Heart. I mean, you want to believe that, <laughs> but it's total bull. Well, I mean, with a little bit of, as you described it, I mean, uh, what, the other fingers are dead? I mean, there's no blood coming to them? or no, them? According to that, that's the only <laughs> finger, the left hand is the only finger that has a vein. Oh, no, uh, you see, you see, now we need, we need to get a whole anatomy class here <laughs> and, and, and drop that, you know, uh, we got to verify that fact. Well, for my people. point <laughs> is I verified it, okay? No, I know, I figured. And, 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 and so what's the point of a truism? The point of a truism is to take you from state A to state B, to transport you. But here's the problem with truisms. This is what I've been talking about this week. Remember, my master classes start on Saturday, and they roll all the way through the week, and they end on Friday. So we still have tomorrow, <laughs> nice. Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday to talk about this. So the bad thing about a truism is that it gets us to accept a fact that probably is not true. You know what's People sad about that? Their entire lives believing in a truism. Why do they do this? Because they're looking for some hope. What's well, easier? What's that? It's easier if you tell me something. I don't have to do the research. I don't have to do the work. I just take it for what it is, as right. as, as truism so, as it if sounds. I tell you <laughs> yeah. that um, taking, let's just say, um, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. That is a truism. That alone does not keep the doctor away. Eating healthy, exercising, not smoking, and not drinking too often keeps the doctor away. And many other things, I would say. Not just and that. many other things, but those yeah. are the premises. Sure, sure, sure. So you see how people want to believe that, well, if I have an apple a day, <laughs> Keep the doctor away. <laughs> You're staying far away. I'll have apples all day. Oh, uh, you said you 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 still might want to see a doctor for some other reasons. <laughs> <laughs> but my point is that, uh, but that goes into all the topic that you can heal a lot of stuff yourself if you believe. Everything, every disease is the body at not ease. So, and I've been living proof of this. If you have something and realize that the whole body is energy, which is a whole kinetic thing, which I'm not going to get into and, and, and quantum physics, the body is all en energy vibrating, just like everything in this universe is vibrating at, at billions of, of times per second. So if there's a state and you want to change that state and you focus on that state, you can actually affect that state. There was a study done, oh gosh, many, many years ago. Well, all these clicking devices around the world. You might have heard about it. Mm. And they were all clicking by giving zeros and ones. Well, they decide to have a group halfway across the continent. Sit down. Focus on those machines producing more ones than zeros. Mm. And they did that. 
And unbeknownst to them, on another part of the world, they checked and they noticed that the machine was starting to give off more ones than zeros. They added more people and still more ones. So this is not a truism, but this is truth that our mind energy affects the environment for which we live in. That's a whole other uh Oh, we, we can spend a few hours on that one. And, and you said, I mean, that that goes to the end. You have to come back another time. But <laughs> well, well, we're, we're just barely on the ninth, right? So we have plenty of time and, and we will never run out of topics, right? Well, so, no, we'll, so we'll, we'll never run out of topics. You know, it, it's it's uh, I think people will always have questions and people say to me, if I ask a question, will I get more answers? And sometimes. You'll just get more questions. That's deep. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're right. I mean, you know, some of the answers are in the form of question, and basically, I, I can refer that back to you, and you'll be like, "Whoa!" You know, I mean, there's, well, if you there's ask somebody you a philosophy. Question, yeah, I did a whole show on this. If you if you ask somebody a question, and like I ask her, I'll say, you know, if I said to you, "Did you have a good day?" and you say to me, "Yes, no, it was okay," I got your answer. Conversation ended. If I say to you, HH, what did you do today that made you enjoy your day? I'm prefacing you with the fact I know you had a good day, and I'm getting you to think about what things you had in that day that was good because you don't want to tell me your day was bad. So you're going to think about all the things that were good. I'm already setting the stage. Or maybe you go somewhere and you're at dinner. Maybe you're networking with somebody. Hmm. George. Um, <laughs> what do you, um, how much are you really enjoying, um, the fried calamari or saute calamari? Love oh it. my gosh, it's absolutely outstanding <laughs> and it's better than the fried. I know and it's healthy for you too with the calamari sauce. So now I ask you that question. Then I come back to you and I say, and how about the atmosphere of this room? What does it make you want to do? Oh. <laughs> it makes me just want to jump. I said, I know, isn't it incredible? And and how about all these people that have all these exotic clothes on tonight? How does that affect you? It makes you feel like I'm in Aruba. Yeah. And and I know that's really important. And I was just curious, just just for giggles. What made you get involved in selling homes? I was always curious about that. You'll come back and say, well, that's you know, a John, long story. <laughs> that, again, my point is, so my point is, if I would have asked you a question, like, do you like so, and you give me a yes or no, and I was going to a whole other hyperbole, but if you ask a question that has a yes or no answer, the conversation is done. Well, you, you, you started earlier to talk about the open-ended questions versus you know, closing. Yes. Yeah. And, 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 and that's, that's a very, that's really what, what goes, I mean, our show is almost an open-ended. There's no direct oh, questions. <laughs> we, we just, we just start and we, we don't finish because, you know, we, we keep going and, and we're not closing one direct question. I think that's the biggest part about it. And, you know, you can do that folks. I mean, and, and to your point, it's a whole better formula to discuss things and, and have a, a real discussion. 
and and it's a two-way street as opposed to like you know um what was your day like like you said i mean it was when okay you, when you ask a question <laughs> that's going to get a yes or no answer you're done it's over it, it it's done it's like there's no well let me ask the question you, know, you can't ask the question again if i said to you Gee, do, do you like the calamari oh i hate it oh. done why <laughs> now we have to keep going <laughs> yeah, trying to figure out what's going on. when you ask an open-ended question you can't shut the person up mm -hmm. and i think people are creatures of habit they want to share their story and if somebody says to me john i don't want to share their story give them give me five minutes with them they'll have a story everybody has a story it's just That's we have stories yes <laughs> they have a story they have stories but they all have a story i'm just trying to say one they yeah. have more than one but i'm trying to prove them they have one because if i show them they have one they'll know they have more okay so when somebody sees and experiences a story i can back and say gee wow that's an amazing story i'm sure you have many others and they start to like so now you start to build their confidence level and I say that networking should be about storytelling, short storytelling. It could be about how you help the client, never what you sold them, but how you were able to transform their lives and give them independence in their lives, or how you were able to help regain somebody's bank account because it got stolen by a bad actor. Hmm. You know, they always say in the media that if, if it bleeds, it leads. But when you deal with people, they don't want it to bleed. They just want to know how you made the difference in their life. The media yeah. prints bleeds. People don't want what bleeds. They usually stay away from what bleeds. They only read it because the media is pushing it. Oh, we can do a whole show about that, all right? <laughs> I mean, but but I think that's that's a powerful, and, and I know we're coming to the end of the hour here, but 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 that is powerful because we'll be back people, next week. Don't worry, I will be back, and it's now it's all live, baby. But 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 that's a great point. That is, uh, people don't want things to be; they want good things. They want a good discussion. They want something valuable. But you're right; it's shoved and down their throat because you know the power of the media is powerful, right? They have they have enough, <laughs> and it's it's in your face everywhere. You hear it. Why, yeah. as being a registered journalist now for four years, uh, I have to tell you that when I write something, whatever I write about, it's very important that I write about truth. I will not write something for any amount of money that is not true. If I write something and it's not true, that would not be on purpose. And if I do write something and I later learn that it is not true, I'll write an article stating that based on the information that was shared with me, this was believed to be true. But after further research on my own, I wanted to bring the truth to you where I learned that this was a placated story. And that's actually the right way to do things. That's righteous. <laughs> a lot of people won't do that because they're going to get paid to write that crap. And I just feel that if we can do the right thing, just like even with donations, ladies and gentlemen, I have to just share this last point. And that is, if you're giving from the heart, okay, you know, church, wherever you're giving, charities, 
get your tax deduction. Definitely get your tax deduction from Uncle Sam. Don't, don't lose that. But if you've got your name out there, okay, I'm not talking about your business now. I'm talking about when you give a donation. I'm not talking about a tricky tray. I'm talking if you give a donation. Don't expect to have your name attached to it. Because if you do, you've already gotten your reward. I think with that, we're closing today, right? Yeah, we are. <laughs> that, that was good. That was good. That's that's powerful. And, and and I think we can build on this discussion for next week because I think we haven't even scratched some of this the stuff that we've talked about today in, in, in depth. Um, you know, again, the where we go is, is up to you and me. Who knows where we're going to go? We'll start and then dude, that's it. Like, you know, I mean, an hour goes by fast. It's not even funny. <laughs> at least, at least, at least there's value. I hope that people see the value and they'll, they'll yeah. pick. And when we get to the holidays, we're going to try to do a little longer of a show. So those of you guys can come and join us. Uh, we like to do a, a, like, like a, a little longer of a show uh, and get some topics maybe that are plexing people around the holidays. Maybe we'll do a special uh, holiday mix or something that talks about you know, things people are challenged with around the holidays. I like that. I Actually, that's, that's good. Well, it's it's only going to the holidays from now on, right? So it's all coming up. <laughs> it's going to be back to back to back. And, uh, you know, I, sometimes I, I have to say I love this, this season somehow. It is, I love the summer. Don't get me wrong. I love but, when those leaves are now starting to get in their peak and they're starting to change those beautiful reds and yes, ambers. I know. And this might be a, the last thing I have to leave with the last thought, and that is, with the changes of the leaves and your life, are you ready to make a new change to bring out a new success in you? As the time of our leaves are changing with color, are you ready to turn over a new leaf to become a new you? It's <laughs> that was good. That was good. That was like that was like a good 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 ending story there. I love it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'll give you John. <laughs> I'm John you're an entrepreneur, and I give you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, do that. <laughs> I give you. Hurricane Age. Maybe trap the second time. I give you. Hurricane Age double impact. I don't know. <laughs> and together. We're we are double impact. Where do they go off to the cast? Have yourself a great rest of your week. Check out all our great content. You know we've got it for you. We love you. Thank you for watching us. And we'll see you on another show real soon. Next week. Bye for now.